Biden debuts modified now $1.75 trillion spending plan following the dent fracture. President Joe Biden debuted an updated version of his Build Back Better plan, this time scaled back from the $3.5 trillion, or what was referred as $0, of human infrastructure plan proposed months ago in hopes that a, dem- a fractured Democratic Party could unite both this and the bipartisan physical infrastructure bill. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Truth Don't Lie. Uh, $1.75 trillion proposal plan focuses on care for families, addressing the climate crisis, expanding the cost to access to health care, lowering costs for the middle class, and tax reforms. CNN reported the president on Thursday morning headed to Capitol Hill to pitch his framework to the House Democratic Caucus. The new bill drops paid family leave, but keeps universal preschool, as well as child care subsidies, expands affordable housing, and focuses on ch- climate change policies. Now, that is a lot of money, don't you agree? Yeah. And do you really think that he went and pitched it? Or was it someone else? <laughs> no, I feel like he... there's no way he pitched it himself. He, he could have gone there, but there's no way... Um... Any part of his brain could have wrote any of this, and I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta get that climate crisis is known. The 1970s, they said we had until 1980s to live, and 1980s, they said we had till 1990 to live. 2000, we were supposed to world was supposed to end in 2010, and look, here we are still 2021. And world's I don't know, still ending. I feel I feel like um I feel like the world's doing pretty fine right now. Mm. Yeah. Any, anything to um raise taxes on the middle class oh. and upper class. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell hell yeah. You gotta you just gotta make it terrible to be a middle class citizen. There's one thing I like about my paycheck is almost all of it going to the government. Oh, oh, the the best part of working ever is that. It's especially when you're paying for people to be stupid, and then you get to pay for their hospital bills. Yes. Uh, and well, your oh. money goes to illegal immigrants going across the border. Oh, yes, you can't forget that. Who are getting almost half a million dollars <laughs> yeah, to I break mean, a law. And what? Americans got $1,200 for not being able to go to yeah. work. We got twelve hundred dollars for not being able to go to work, but you can give half a million dollars to any illegal immigrant that crosses the border. That sounds fair to me. Why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it says here that he it drops paid family leave but keeps universal preschool. That's probably because Joe Biden is going back to preschool. Also, you need to send your kids to school as really as possible. You gotta indoctrinate them somehow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta get all those liberal teachers in there. Oh, yeah. You gotta go to the, the preschool, the pre-preschool. Then you gotta go to college, graduate school. Pretty soon there's gonna be grad graduate school. You're gonna get your PhD and PhD. Who knows? You gotta get all those fancy degrees just so you can what get What is pre-preschool? <laughs> 
<laughs> they, they take you to preschool right out of the womb. To prepare oh, for preschool. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ah, yes. The preschool. <laughs> I don't think I went to pre preschool. <laughs> did you? I did not, no. No pre preschool for me. Dang. I feel like I need that right now. Do you? Uh, maybe. My pre preschool was. Probably you gotta pay an arm and a leg to get into pre preschool, am I right? Well, no, that's only taxpayer paid, so only working class families oh. have to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. Well, the bill on the heels of a string of White House failures is selling a new ambitious build back better. I love that slogan. The oh, build back yes. Better. Yes, my favorite part about building back better is the rising inflation, the increased gas prices, the um, decrease of selling goods. Yeah, you love to see it because, you know, I love how my dollar is worth almost nothing. Yeah, we're not even building back. We're building forward worser. Like Tearing, tearing down better. Yes, tearing. Destroying. Destroying back worse <laughs> that should be a slogan just the opposite all right well the um ambitious destroying is it destroying back better worse bill. Yeah, destroying backwards spending bill would have spent double the new 1.35 trillion compromise progressives progressives are were not willing to back a bipartisan infrastructure bill without guarantee that the expensive spending measure would pass the Senate, and key senators were not willing to back, back the most expensive spending bill in a while. Republicans yeah. have, have excited, uh, exited the process altogether. Democrats will need full participation to pass both measures. That's what you gotta look about a split Senate. Uh, yes, because that means nothing have, gets passed. Yes, you have to have a perf. You have to have the whole Democratic Party agree on one thing, and they can't do that, which is one great. Thing about parties is not all agree about everything. And I mean, this 1.75 trillion is still a lot. Like that's almost our debt to China. Is that right? And it was going to be like double that at like three and a half trillion dollars. No one spent three and a half trillion dollars before. Three and a half trillion dollars wasn't a thing 10 years ago. One trillion dollars wasn't a thing 10 years ago. That's really just happened in like the last democratic presidencies have been like, you know what? We're going to spend all this money. Make it seem like it's helping the people, but it's not. Because we're going to send it to other countries. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Mostly, um, they're doing so much foreign aid with these um, programs that foreign aid is the biggest load of crap I have ever heard of. Why would we help someone else? You, Especially um, little countries like. I get like helping Haiti because they're 
trying to be democratic and they're under like terrible things are happening down over there. Or Israel. Or Israel. Fight against Palestine. Like, why would we help China? Or any other country that's fine on their own. Yeah. See, like they're trying to push this um, liberal ideology on the world. And I think the good news is people are actually starting to wake up to realizing that America is not what it used to be. Like, I know people used to support foreign aid because we were spreading democracy across the world. We were spreading truth, justice, and the American way of life. Now, yeah. like the new Superman slogan, it's truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Can't even have what America the now. hell is a better tomorrow? Oh, have you not seen that? What's going to happen in the next yeah. 13 hours is going to make it better than it was yesterday? So Unless the, you uh, win the lottery, the, nothing's going to change. Superman comic that's about Superman's son, and he is um he's gay. You've heard and about his, this. The, the yeah, gay. His, his new slogan is truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. That's terrible. <laughs> yes, yeah, because he can't have America. What is he going to do to make tomorrow better? Gay and fight climate change. What, what's what's a what's a gay Superman gonna do to make tomorrow better than it was yesterday? Fight the climate crisis. How? <laughs> Literally, um, if if superheroes were real, all we have to do is send Superman up to the poles and just have him breathe on him. Boom! Global warming done. It's ice breath. Freeze breath, man. Yeah. So, boom. But wake up, liberals. Superheroes don't exist. We're not going <laughs> to fix climate change. What about We're just coming out of another ice age. The world has, uh, what, raised the whole global temperature of about, like, half a degree? Not to mention that since recorded temperature, the Earth has fluctuated hot and cold. That's why they changed it from, um, what was it, global warming to climate change to the climate crisis. Because guess what? The global's not war- warming anymore. It's starting to cool back down. Yeah. And, like, I get that, yes, we might be, like, putting pollutants into the air. And that might make the fluctuations a little bit worse. Like they yeah. might've been a couple like tenths of a degrees and now they're half degrees. Yeah. But with what's all going on and like the electric revolution is not going to get much more than a half a degree fluctuation. Cause everybody is like, Oh, I want to buy a Tesla. And the reason people want to buy a Tesla isn't even because of global warming, or climate change. It's because Elon Musk is the freaking man. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Elon Musk. Yeah. The guy that's going to send you to space so you can live on Mars. He's getting there. He's getting there. And he's getting there (laughs) without NASA's help. Well, you know why? It's because his space program is privatized and NASA is a government program. Yes. The only reason they got... to the moon was because they were racing communists. Yes, because they were racing communism. And we that's the only reason why we got to win. <laughs> we can't. Yeah, that's literally the only reason why 
we got to the moon was because <laughs> Russia was going there. So Biden told the media Thursday that his presidency will be determined by what happens in the next week, implying that Congress should pass the plan in order to cement the president's agenda before this first year ends, marking the beginning of the 2022 midterm elections. He, he, he just knows that this plan is literally the only thing he's ever done in his, yes. what, 50, besides the... um increased criminal justice reforms, putting more black people in prison than any other reform. And then he's just like, oh yeah, black people love me. This is the only thing he's ever done in government. He's been in government for a quarter, was it a quarter of America's history? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. Because we've been, it's 200 years now, coming up. Over no, two hundred years. Yeah, yeah it's um, yeah o- over two hundred years. America's we're coming up on two fifty. Yeah. So. And he's been he's on been in days. government. All right, let's do some quick math here on a calculator. Um, two hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty. We're just gonna do a rough thing. Um, divided by how many years have he been in office? Fifty ish. Nineteen sixty nine. Wait, no. Um. I don't even know how to do math. I think I'm doing it wrong. 1973. How do you do math? Well, that'd be 48. How do you? 48 years. 48 years. So if yes. he's been 48 years out of almost 250, he hasn't been in government for almost 200 years, but he's been in government for almost 50 years. That's just insane. Nobody should be able to do that. Except is sorry, he's been in for twenty percent of the United 20%. States. Twenty percent. Yeah. Twenty percent of the United States history. Yep. That's 19. insane. Point five nine. No one should be allowed to do that. You know yeah. how how much how many contacts you would have if you've been in the government. Yeah, for, he, 20% of the history of a country. Yeah, he just um, changes all his policies so he can stay in office. He has no backbone, no spine. Yeah. He doesn't do anything with that. He just, he really likes that chair, apparently. <laughs> and eventually he'll go vice president. And then this year he was thrusted into the presidency by the Democratic Party because they did not want. Bernie to win because if Bernie ran for office, he wouldn't have won. The real question is, Biden even know he's elected? Probably not. If I had to guess, he doesn't know that he's actually the president. They're probably telling him that he's the vice president and yeah, Kamala is the president. His, he gets um, ice cream. His salary is ice cream. And they probably told him that, like, when people ask him questions, like, they address him like, Mr. President, they said that they switched roles. Vice President and President, or they switched. Vice President runs the country now. Yeah. Well, he's not even able to answer questions. I know a couple times when, oh yeah, like, a um, uh, White House um, interview or, like, with the reporters on YouTube, they actually cut his mic off so he can't talk anymore. Yeah. Because they don't want him staying stupid crap. 
Yeah. Just blurting oh. out things that he has no he has no idea about. Um, so Fox News reported that despite the White House's belief that their compromise plan will impact all parties to the table, progressives are expressing skepticism, noting that they must trust senators, including Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kristen Sinema of Arizona, to negotiate the bill in the Senate. At least one member of the House Progressive Caucus told the media, I don't think it will pass if it comes up today. The well, that kind of makes sense. I just, um, his people controlling him know that no, no one supports this plan. They're just trying to get it across. So, um, that you so say have, he did something. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna ruin thousands, tens of thousands of jobs, increased taxes. Small businesses are gonna have to. Close their doors. They won't be able to pay employees. Oh, small business is will not be a thing if this bill goes through, because everybody's going to want fifteen dollars an hour, but nobody's going to want to work for it. I saw on social media probably a couple weeks ago, a McDonald's was paying twenty one dollars an hour. Yeah, I saw that. And people don't want to work. Twenty one dollars an hour, though that. Companies like McDonald's, Burger King, Arby's, you know, those big um, fast food chains, they don't even, well, they don't even need employees. They have robots. They just need people to make the um, sandwiches and patties. Yeah. They don't need any cash registers or anything. Because you have those fancy kiosks that everybody wants to use because everybody's antisocial in this age. (laughs) I, for myself, I would rather... Pull into a parking spot, order on the app, and then pull into the AI ordered online spot. Because I just don't like talking to people. I like the kiosk because I, I, I can make sure that I put the no cheese on That is That's true, too. Humans make mistakes yeah. almost every time and then in fast food. Because they're just used to meat, cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, cream cheese, off it goes. Or meat, cheese, lettuce, yeah. off it goes. And then, like, when you want to change your order, then they got to, like, really pay attention. And sometimes they just don't pay attention. It's, it's meat, yeah. cheese, lettuce, off it goes. Yeah, I know when I got um, my job over the summer for, like, my gas dock job, yeah. I would sometimes have to force myself all constantly to remember that the specific amount of gas. Because I had so many boats coming in that I just had to fill the tank that when I get a requested amount, I really have to think that I have to put that specific amount in. That's yeah. why a lot of people are using the kiosk because you can put it's what really you want. Easy. Yeah. You put what you want in, the order goes through. Now people still make the sandwiches, but it's it must be in somewhere different where they see it constantly. And it's it's not like on the TV screen up wherever it was. It's got to be somewhere different now because your order still goes back to the kitchen to make it, but they just yeah. pay attention now. Yeah. But well, that is their new plan for destroy uh, back worse. Ah, uh, yes, destroy back worse. Ah, uh, so now China's hypersonic super weapon. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. So, 
China launched a nuclear-capable suborbital glider that flies at Mach 5, okay? Mach yeah, 5 is, is not that fast. We have, um, we have ballistic missiles that go Mach 7. But since it's a glider, there's no heat signature, so we can't shoot it down with heat seekers. And it's more maneuverable than a, like... Typical, because like ballistic missiles have an arc to them; they go up into the air just enough to hit their target. But this glider, also, it's at the very ceiling. Also, um, missiles have range. This thing yes. can fly around the world. Oh yeah, yeah. This thing flies around the world and then can launch the glider. Which, at least and it's the at U.S. The military top. is focusing on the. Um, ginger pronouns. Oh, yes. But, more importantly, people in the United States government said that they did not think that this was capable in 2021. They thought that it would take at least two to three more years. Check the calendar. Which, that's Uh, crazy. it's, It's still 2021. Yes, it is still 2021. And they did not think that having a nuclear-capable suborbital glider would be possible until 2023-2024. Yet, here, the Chinese are proving us again that their technology advancements are outpacing our liberalism military. Yeah, they're not... China's not worried about misgendering people. They're worried about making advancements in their military so they can crush anyone who challenges them. Like what we're doing, because what they're doing is wrong. I was writing a paper this week about like China and why we should put more restrictions on them, and like people's counter arguments to it. Because like I had to talk about the counter arguments. People's counter arguments were that our um, economies are intertwined so closely because all of our big businesses are over in China getting the cheap labor that if they had the that if we cut ties with China everything in the United States the prices would skyrocket See, and they would skyrocket that, even more now cuz we have to pay at least $15 an hour if this bill goes past See if if we cut ties with China sure our prices would rise for a short time but the thing about America is that we have a way of creating things, moving things forward, that we would make advancements, that we could have cheap products in a couple of years if we keep the um, businesses in America using American jobs. Yes. Well, this week in sports, the F1 race and Circuit of the Americas brought well over the seating capacity of 150,000 in Austin, Texas. Given the extraordinary speed that Mercedes has shown, which might have been deemed a Red Bull track due to the higher downforce corners, the medium speed corners that Red Bull has the advantage in, um, Mercedes was, I was expecting Mercedes to do well at this track like they do every year. Um, and they certainly did that Friday morning when um, they lapped, Bottas and Hampton lapped high 134s in Verstappen was in the high 135s. But um, in between um, practices, Red Bull discovered that they had actually a fractured 
a rear wing that they got permission from the FIA to fix. Yes. So they got Which that really uh, helped Max out. And yeah, because he qualified pole after that. Yes, qualified pole, and then at one point during the race, he was five seconds ahead of Mercedes and Could started slowing it. down so he would save his tires. Oh, his tires were shredded at the end of that. That was insane. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was Verstappen, Lewis, one, two, and Lewis was able to quickly get off the line and just beat Verstappen around to the first corner, moving out to what was it like a five, six second lead? And yeah. um, Max early pitted Hamilton by quite a bit. Was and... it three laps almost? No, I, th- um, I thought it was about three laps. Verstappen went in in the 10th lap. Oh, the 10th lap? Holy cow. Yeah, I don't remember. That's when. a really early pit. Or, yeah. One race. Coda is really good at destroying tires, though. Yeah. So um, he rejoined on the lead lap, and... He was ahead by 6.7 seconds. That's how much his new tires did for for sapping his Hamilton. Um, It was really Red Bull's aggressive strategy that won the race, and then it was Verstappen's ability to hold his tires for that for so long. He pitted um, on lap 29 out of a, what, 48 lap, 50 five lap race yeah in practice they were thinking that the hearts could go no more than 20 laps and he did 26 laps on his hard last set of hard tires yeah so um, when lewis rejoined he was six seconds behind and he was closing in but then in the last three laps, he was within one second. And Verstappen just really turned on the Jets. Yeah. And, but I think what really won Max that race was uh, Mick Schumacher. <laughs> giving him the DRS, yeah. Giving him the DRS because he was behind him at the DRS zone coming into the corner. And then he just got out of the way. And both of them had DRS, the final straight, so they yeah, couldn't Schumacher, gain on each other. He blocked Verstappen in the last set of high downforce corners, giving him the dirty air, so that really slowed yeah. Verstappen down. But then he had the DRS on the long straight, which is like a um, eight to twelve mile an hour difference. So that was very yeah. helpful to um, Verstappen's yes winning chances. Yes. Now. Probably the best part of this weekend was free practice one when Hamilton wanted to race Max off of like the oh. first lap. And then he gave him the one finger salute. Oh, yeah. Max gave him the one <laughs> finger salute. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. He deserved that, though, because I mean, Max was waiting to go so he would have time to put in a good lap. Yeah. And then and Hamilton just went by him. Yeah, I could say. 
I mean, Max is on this track, so he's had to expect other cars will race him, even in practice. But I mean, it's free practice one. You don't race yeah. someone in free practice one. Yeah, maybe Hamilton was just testing his car on the outside of Verstappen, which would prove ineffective during the race because he never got to Verstappen. Yes, especially since Max went by on the pits. Because the undercut worked. Yeah, Hamilton had to go in and Max went by him on the pits. Undercut worked if you can have good tire discipline and know when and when to use your tires and when to save them. And yeah. Max really showed that he has a very good ability to save tires and use tires. Yes. Uh, and now he's like ahead. Like he doubled his points to the lead, so now he's on a good track to win drivers' championship. Yeah, there's still what, six races left. So is it is it six? Uh, something like that. Right. I, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look. He's has um, a twelve. He has a twelve point lead over Hamilton. Yes, and. Perez really pulled Mexico, it out. Brazil, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi. So five. Five, yep. yeah. I think Red Bull, with Perez's P3, able to hold off the Ferrari and the McLaren and the other uh, Mercedes, Perez really did well because from lap yeah. one, he wasn't able to have anything to drink. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, his drink system didn't work. He didn't have yeah. drink the entire time in the Austin heat, which, yeah. ooh, let's hope they get that fixed in Mexico. <laughs> so, and then Red Bull is down 23 points in the constructors. So, Coda really and, helps Red Bull. Yes. So, if they can go, if Red Bull can go 1 3 for the next five races, they should win the constructors championship too. Easily. Easily. And that would be amazing for Red Bull. Yeah, finally, someone who can combat um, Mercedes. Like, they've been on just a dominating streak for so long. And finally, yeah. you get to see another team. Hamilton has won eight years in a row, right? Eight or seven? And I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't remember how many times, times he's won. He's the seventh he's time. Won, and he, I, he's won quite a bit in a row. Yeah. Seven or eight times in a row, he's won F1. So, for someone else to just come out of the blue after a couple of years is pretty insane. Yeah, Verstappen's been pretty good over the years, but he's really, he's really pushed it to the limits this year. Oh yeah. All right, I looked it up. Um, Hamilton's won from 2017 to 2020, so four years in a row. Oh. Yeah, four years in a row. But he's a seven-time champion, though, right? Yes. Or an eight, eight-time champion total? Seven total. Seven total. Uh, nice. So uh, that, um, that pretty, sums, pretty much sums up the yeah, form. All right, so now we go on to NASCAR at Kansas, which brought quite a fewer fans than F1 did. 
roughly closer to five people in the stands <laughs> rather than the over 150,000 at yeah. F1. Now, I didn't watch much of this NASCAR race, if any at all. I don't. I think I only saw a couple of highlights. So this is. I'm going to pass this on to you to talk about oh. more. This Goodyear just Goodyear's tires are garbage. NASCAR doesn't know how to bring an aero package to a mile and a half. What I like about F1 is Pirelli. They make some. They good make tires. tires. They make some really good so, tires. There was like four blown tires on playoff champion drivers, and there's only. Four. Um, there's only eight, eight drivers in NASCAR series. So right now, Ryan Blaney, Martin. Four Church. tires blew it. Kansas. Yes. Yeah. Ryan Blaney, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano. Right now, all sit below the elimination line, with only one race to go in the round of eight. This, now, I don't know much about NASCAR, but those are those are pretty big names, right? Like those um, are like the big those are like the big dogs. Uh, For the most yeah, part, they're, right? they're pretty big. Martin Truex Jr. has won, um, I guess it's not world champion, but one championship win. Brad Zalowski has a championship win. Joey Logano has one. Ryan Blaney is a, more of a younger driver, but he has very good potential. Yeah. Um, last Sunday's Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway was another upheaval to the postseason, with multiple drivers finding multiple playoff drivers finding issues throughout the day, including Blaney, Truex, Kozlowski, and Kyle Busch. What was looking like a top ten day this hour for Blaney following the restart on lap two twenty four, Blaney was running the higher line with control, putting the twelve car into the wall. Ouch. Blaney, Blaney told NBC Sports, "We got to run from." Two lanes below me. I have no idea why. Obviously, it hurts. Finishing 37th is not fun. We didn't have a great day, but we took a job on fighting back and getting to the top 10, but then just get wiped out when we had plenty of room. It sucks. That was very unfortunate. Going to Kansas, Blaney was the second, was second in the playoff standings and 17 points to the good. But the 37th place result moved him back to 5th, just one point below the elimination line. One spot ahead of him is Kyle Busch, who sits one point to the good. But Kansas wasn't good to him either, as the 2019 champion earned a 28th place finish following two brushes with the wall, resulting in a pair of flat right tires. Busch, along with Blaney, Truex, and Kazlowski suffered a right rear issue in the first stage of the event. Truex was able to recover the best out of them, scraping up a seventh-place run. After disastrous crash last Sunday at Texas Motor Speedway, the number 19 made up ground in the standings and now sits just three points below the elimination line after Kansas. You never quit fighting in these things. All you can do is the best you can do, Truex said. Just get, kept working on it and kept making adjustments and do what we could. We were able to get back to the lead lap and take the wave around with the quick caution and battle from there. Truex also expressed optimism 
for the round of eight finale next Sunday at Martinsville, where he has three victories, including this year's spring race. Um, four Seems pitches. like a pretty good track for him, then, if he's got three victories on it. Yeah, his, that was actually his first um, short track win came from Martinsville two years ago. Man. So since then he's been he's been on fire at short tracks. Yeah. And then for Pinsky's two other drivers, Kislaski and Logano finishes of seventeenth and ninth, respectively. They'll place them below the elimination line. But after their teammates' misfortune, deficits for both have sh- shrunk. Kislaski now just sits six points behind, while Logano has a twenty-six point hole to climb. So basically, if, if he wants to make it to the playoff, I mean to the championships, he has to win next week. Which, in 2018, when he won his championship, he won at Bill and then went on to win the championship. So Logano still has the opportunity. He's done it before. Yeah. And other than that, it was just a pretty much straightforward NASCAR race. And a lot of circles. No, it is ovals. Oh, sorry, ovals. Where did I turn? Oh, oh left. Hey, ah, where do I go? Left. Sometimes uh, you gotta left. turn left. left. Uh, one more left. Sure. Oh, if you turn, you gotta you gotta do turn a left. Left. No, less left. So you avoid oh. other cars. Oh, yeah. Less mm-hmm. left. So instead of turning it, your steering wheel 60 degrees to the left, you might need to turn it 50 degrees to the left. Oh my goodness. It's insane. <laughs> Finally, the MLB World Series. The ball flared off the Astros pinch hitter. Al Aledis Diaz Dibat into the cool Nuki Automator for landing just in front of the Astros glove of left fielder Eddie Rosario. The truest part crowd gathered here in the First World Series home game since 1999. Um, so Atlanta had a no-hit bid going into the top of the eight, and that hit from a lead miss ended the no-hitter in the top of the eighth inning. They were six outs shy of making history, but um, Atlanta, the Braves still cruised to a 2-0 victory. And that has them two to one in the best of seven series after Friday night rife with all the tension, suspense, and second guessing I love about October baseball. The win bodes well for Atlanta's title chances too. The previous sixty the previous sixty times a World Series was tied at one one. The team winning game three has gone on to win the title on thirty-nine occasions. That's sixty-five percent of the time. That has been the case for six of the past nine World Series and 13 out of the past 17. So looking pretty good for the Braves right now in their um, World Series hopes. Yeah. And is this going to be their first time? Or have they won before? Gone, Um, at least. I don't remember. I can check. I feel like... The Braves have—I've never, I haven't really heard of the Braves very much until like this year. Because like I, I don't, I don't really watch 
sports with balls. <laughs> just um, cars. Just cars and they, sometimes water sports. That's about it. Yeah. They've won three World Series. It's 1914, 1957, and 1995. So it's been almost 30 years since they've won. Man. That's nothing compared to the Cubs, man. They have three World Series wins. Yes, but they hadn't had one. 1914, 1914, and 2016. Yeah, from 1914 to 2016, they hadn't had a win. Yeah, so that's quite the amount of years. The Cardinals. It was that freaking go The Cardinals win pretty much every decade, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that freaking goat curse. Some guy wanted to bring his goat into Wrigley Field, and they wouldn't let him, so he cursed him. And one since then. Whatever so. coping mechanism you need for the Cubs not winning. Hey, isn't it? It's not me. That's my family. <laughs> they told me about the goat. I was like, you're kidding, right? There's no way <laughs> a goat is keeping you guys from winning. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, we have the Virginia gubernatorial election. And, Blake, that means governor, right? I don't know. I was gonna say, who's a goofy gubernatorial? It's like a SpongeBob thing. Is getting very intense. Democrat Terry McAuliffe and Republican Glenn Youngkin are locked in a tied race nearly one week out from Virginia's gubernatorial election. According to poll released on Monday, the survey from Republican polling firm Signal shows McAuliffe and Youngkin are tied at 48.3% support among likely voters in Virginia eight days from Election Day. The poll showed Republicans leading Democrats Democrats on the generic assembly ballot to 48.7 to 70, 48.7% to 47.9% within its margin of error. The poll the polls showed relatively high unfavorable ratings in Virginia for President Biden, who is watching this race ahead of next year's midterm elections. I mean, that's if he can watch anything at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he might go blind or get get suicided by then. He's probably asking who Virginia is and if he can sniff her hair. Oh, probably. <laughs> would, not, would not cross my mind. <laughs> Um, 50% of likely voters said they had an unfavorable view of the president, while 48% said they had a favorable view of him. This is Virginia. Likely voters in Virginia. Biden won Virginia by a margin of plus 10. And 50% of likely voters are now saying that they have an unfavorable view of him. Well, obviously, there's reasons why. I mean, that's if you can trust any polls nowadays, though. Well, yeah, and you can't even trust those polls, though. So it's probably more. They were just trying to make it as close as possible to 50-50, even though it's probably like more like 70-30. 70-30, that's quite a bit. Yeah, but that's that's what I feel like. Most people don't like Biden. They Even Biden voters last year have been like, ah, yeah, shit. I've been, I've been seeing a lot a of, of Biden regret votes. Oh, people yeah. are regretting voting for Biden. But yeah. the good news is people are actually fessing that they've made the mistake of voting for Biden. 
Yes, and people are actually realizing that, hmm, mean tweets are probably better than $3 gas. Biden administration saying, at least we don't have mean tweets as the United States burns to the ground. Yeah, like, literally, gas is just so expensive that everybody is being affected now. They're like, oh, man, this was just like, like last year, this was like, 150 now it's 350 even, even without the um the prices decreasing because of the kung flu they were still low two dollars yeah. which they were still low before which like two dollars is pretty good for gas in this time yeah an app that i found that's really good is the get upside app you know yep. i'm not sponsored by them or anything but we're not sponsored but we both yeah. have it. You get cash it's... back for gas that you buy in respected uh, gas stations. Like, yes. I just got gas the other day, and I saved $5, which, Holy I mean, cow. $5 like a lot. Yeah, it doesn't sound which, like a Which, well, like $5 or... off of your total gas. Yes, a lot. I got cash back. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot for just one purchase, but you get enough of those purchases flowing in, and, I mean... That's over a hundred dollars that you can save for cash back. Yeah, I oh. have not used the app yet, but I have it downloaded, and I'm getting like thirty-two cents off of my gas from well, the two gas stations for your first here. purchase. That's only for your first purchase. Well, yes, yes. That's if you use a friend's referral code or a code somewhere else on the internet to get it. Yeah. But and that is get upside get up, app. Yes, you can get up to twenty-five percent off. Of your gas, well, twenty five percent cash back on yeah. your gas, which once again is pretty for nice your, because that's for your first purchase only. Like I think now I'm getting six percent cash back, which is still pretty good. Yeah, very good actually. It's very good. Yeah, I'm waiting till my gas tank is almost empty to go use it because the gas stations around here they've been fluctuating a lot. Like they've been like three twenty, and then the next week it's like. Two eighty, and I'm like, hmm. so. But it's also like, the closer you get to like a college break, I've realized that all of the gas stations around here, their prices go up. Because yeah. like a week, like a week before break, their prices are going up. So like, if you want to get gas, you gotta get gas early, and then not use it if you want to go home. Like. I'd probably need to buy some gas soon before it goes up for fall break, which is soon. Well, I guess back on the topic, we got a little off topic there, but oh, um, yeah, just just a little off topic. <laughs> uh, Biden will be campaigning for McAuliffe, well, actually with McAuliffe on Tuesday in Arlington, Virginia. Down to the ballot, Democratic Liberal nominee. Kayla Iowa narrowly leads her Republican counterpart, Winsome Sears, 47.1 to 46.8, respectively. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring also led GOP opponent to Jason Mieres, 47.6 to 46.6%, respectively. On the generic um, General Assembly ballot, 
Republicans led Democrats by just one percentage point. All 100 seats in the state House of Delegates, where Democrats currently hold a 10-seat majority, are up for grabs. The new Saigonal reporting polling is reflective on some of the Virginia gubernatorial race's most recent surveys. Last week, a Monmouth University poll showed McAuliffe and Yunkin tied at 46% each. Cook Political Report, a left-leaning pollster, has rated the race as a toss-up. Even two liberal reporting places have the race tied. See, um, some big mistakes made by McAuliffe and the Democrats is how they school choice is a big thing because in Virginia they've been calling parents they've been saying parents shouldn't have the choice on where their children go to school and whoa whoa whoa. parents should have a choice yeah that's that's a big the quality of education where their their child is going like I had a child which I don't and I I would love to know where my kid's going to go to school and how good the education system is there. Yeah. I guess, like, if I just had, like, oh, all right, kid, go hop on that bus. It'll take you somewhere. And it'll bring you back later. But, like, the problem is they don't want, they don't like private schools because the left has trapped public schools. Well, public schools are leftist indoctrinated. Yeah, they they want they need to indoctrinate the the youth of America. But then they can't they, oppose they hate, them, and they hate the idea of private schools because private schools you actually get a better quality education instead of cheaper. some common some common core government created um, course courses. Yes. Yeah. Which I feel like. You have to be able to choose whether you want to send your kid to a leftist indoctrinated school or give them a good education. That's really what it's about right now, is that whether you want them to go and be indoctrinated or if you want them to have a good education. There's not really an in-between of like a private public school that's like you just can't have a mix of those. It's either it's one or the other. See, we got we got pretty lucky with our public high school. Oh we had yes, some, we had some good teachers there. A lot oh, of focus. Yes. They were focused our on teachers. actually teaching. They were focused on actually teaching instead of um, trying to push their politics on us. Oh yeah! Shout out to Mr. Cobunts. Boom. Okay, the man, so the myth, the legend. The, the latest the findings. <laughs> <laughs> the latest findings um, as the race enters its final stretch with both candidates barnstorming the state. McAuliffe and Youngkin were both out in force over the weekend, with President Obama, Obama stumping for McAuliffe in Richmond and Youngkin holding a rally nearby. The Saginaw poll was conducted on October 19th to the 21st among 816 2021 general election voters. The poll's margin of error is 3.43%, which is quite a bit, but that's pretty average nowadays with the amount of people being interviewed or um, 
old. Old, yeah. Well, wow. It's, it's going to be an intense race. Oh, yeah. Hopefully some. See, this is all based upon the fact that can elections still be legitimate with the um, denial of voter IDs Whitmer, I saw just vetoed a um, Michigan law that would require voter ID. Okay, on the topic of voter ID, why would you not want voter ID? It just makes sense. You need the ID to buy beer. You need ID to buy cigarettes. You need ID to buy almost anything. Drive a car. You need an ID to drive a car. You need an ID to get into the United States. You need it's a passport so they can have to get undocumented in and out. voters. Like and that's really the only vote. reason. That's the only reason why you would not want voter ID is so that yeah. you can have all the people from Mexico that you are allowing to be here and that you're going to pay them half a million dollars when they come here to vote for you. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. And then they can say that they didn't have to interfere or hack voting machines or throw away Republican votes because there'd just be so many Democratic votes from the millions of people that just entered the country with half a million dollars in their pocket. The only time I'll vote Democrat is when I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, why would you vote Democrat? Unless the Republican Party just gets corrupt. They already are. Well, they they're are less corrupt than the Democrats. They're less corrupt than the Democrats. So that's why you vote Republican. But yeah, there's just it just doesn't like, make any sense if you want says, fair elections. Forty one says that I'm just some alt right Republican loving I hate the Indiana governor. Yeah. Eric Holcomb is an awful man. And he's a Republican. Yeah. I also Hate Gretchen Whitmer, who is—I mean, she looks like a lizard. You can't say I'm wrong. She looks like a lizard. Hey, all right, all right. On on the topic of like what office does to you, have you seen the? the is it? She's the mayor, right, of Chicago. Um, I can't uh, think of her name. Lightfoot, Lori yeah, Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. She looks like a crack. Beetlejuice. She looks like Beetlejuice. Yeah, she. She was so youthful when she went into office, and now she's got gray hairs, bags under her eyes the size of bro pillows. Yeah. And the, <laughs> she just it looks, looks completely like she drained has, of life. Looks like she's been doing meth. Yeah, she's been doing crack cocaine, meth. She's just been hanging out with uh, Hunter Biden too much. They've been smoking some of that Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah, the Parmesan cheese, man. That's the best part. Don't lose any of your laptops, though. Oh, yeah. She hasn't lost any laptops. I can't believe he's lost that many laptops. <laughs> he's lost, like, three of them. Well, lost with quotation marks. All right. Yeah. It's not like they had any incriminating information on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's all the time we got for today. So. All right. Dang. It's been an hour. It has, yeah. That's gone fast. Gone fast. Time flies when you're crap talking the Democrats. And sports. 
And sports. Not, not crap yes. talking sports, just talking about sports. Oh, and talking about how the world's going to die from oh, China's yeah. super glider. By my calculations, though, climate change will end the world in the next 14 seconds. Oh, obviously. So, you better watch out. Yeah. I, it's It's crazy. Well, thank you all for watching, those of you who did, and we will talk to you next week. That's been The Truth Don't Lie. See ya. See ya.